Hello, and welcome to the Convos with Kayla podcast. This podcast is for anyone who desires to have a fresh and deeper relationship with Jesus. I will be sharing what God has been teaching me lately, while also featuring guests on the show and then sharing fun stories at the end of each episode. This is a relaxed place to feel like you're having a cup of coffee or tea and just talking about Christian lifestyle with vulnerability, challenging ourselves on our beliefs and actions as believers of Jesus, growing deeper in scripture, sharing testimonies of God's faithfulness, and exploring how we can grow deeper in love with God. Make sure to subscribe, share with your friends, and enjoy the episode. Happy Wednesday, everyone. I hope you all are doing fantastic today. Shout out to my Colorado peeps for a quick second. Make sure to go outside today. It is a beautiful day. So if you're listening to this on Wednesday, I don't know the date. Um, I'm really bad at that. But on Wednesday, the week before Thanksgiving, go outside. You will not regret it. The sunshine is just out. It's glorious. It's beautiful. Go for a walk. Just enjoy it. It's awesome. Guys, I am so excited today because, well, and kind of sad, but mostly excited just because today is the last episode for the singleness series, and I'm calling this one Surrendered Desires, and I think it's very appropriate for this year with Corona, with having to surrender our desires and our dreams and our anticipations and expectations, but not only in this year, but to live a surrendered lifestyle, especially in singleness, because I feel like a lot of us can have expectations and dreams and desires for who you get to be with and what that timeline looks like. I know for me, when I was growing up, I always thought I would be married by 18 or 19, which is crazy young. Uh, But I thought I would be married. And by this point, by being 20, I thought I would at least have one kid. And so I think we can have all these expectations, but the Lord truly wants us to live with a surrendered lifestyle. So jumping into this podcast episode, um, I kind of just wanted to share a little bit back to 2018 um, when I was really, really going through this hard time of thinking about this one guy all the time. So one day in January 2018, I was driving home from work and I was crying in the car, which is not really, uh, I don't know, out of the blue because I like to spend my time with the Lord in the car. But anyway, (laughs) I was crying. I probably looked insane, but I was crying about my singleness and expressing to the Lord how hard it had been and how he brought me to this place of just trusting him. And in that moment of trusting him while praying to him in the car, he brought to my mind Isaiah, where it says, Those who wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. They will rise upon the wings of eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not grow faint. He made me realize in that moment in the car that when we wait upon him, then that is when our strength or when his strength is moving in us, not when I wait on a dude. You know, like (laughs) when I wait on a guy, when I'm waiting for um, my future boyfriend or my future husband to come into the picture, that's not what's going to give me strength. And that's not what's going to rise me up. That's not what brings me hope. But waiting upon the Lord, that's what brings us hope and what strengthens us. And that will never fail us. Also, in that moment in the car, the Lord brought this hymn to mind, the I Surrender All hymn, which was really encouraging to me during this time. 
because all it says is, All to Jesus I surrender all. All to him I freely give. I will ever love and trust him in his presence daily live. All to Jesus I surrender, humbly at his feet. I bow worldly pleasures, all forsaken. Take me, Jesus, take me now. And I thought that was just a beautiful example of what our surrendered lifestyle should look to him. That we are to surrender all to Jesus, to freely give it all to him and to trust him daily. In August 2017, so a few months before this car situation, the Lord was speaking to my heart, Psalm 121, which he told me, Kayla, lift your eyes up. I give you the help I you need. I won't let your foot be moved. I am your keeper and your shade. I will preserve your going out and coming in from this time forth and forevermore. And so I just, I thought in that moment, if we live a l- surrendered life for him, knowing that our good shepherd always knows what to do, then we are in a secure place. If his rod and staff is continually comforting us, then we will never be let down because we're being secured. We're, we're living in a place that is protected. It's not going to be easy because we live in a sinful world and our mind is always being tempted by this thought and this thought. But if we're walking with our shepherd, then we won't be lost. We'll have the wisdom, we'll have the comfort, we'll have the hope, and we can trust him. One of the verses that has been very beneficial with this walk of singleness is Isaiah 55, 8. It says that his thoughts are not our thoughts and his ways are not our ways. His plans are to prosper us and not to harm us. Plans that will bring us a hope and a future. When guys that I have liked in the past have chosen another girl or God just shuts that door or I see things in that person that I know is a red flag to me, I have to choose to remember this verse and remember that his ways are so much higher than mine and so much better than mine. I have to choose to live a surrendered lifestyle. And seriously, it's a choice. One thing God kept telling me last year and still reminds me of is he doesn't want me to settle for less than what he has for me. A surrendered heart means I'm choosing to serve God in the now instead of sitting around waiting for something else. Let me tell y'all, when we recognize that God is a gentleman and he doesn't do things to hurt us, to punish us, or forces us into things, then it makes you fall so much deeper in love with him. And it makes it easier to wait on him because you know he's not doing things for the sake of hurting you. It makes it easier to surrender to him knowing he has your best in mind. Another thing is if he doesn't want to open a door, he's going to close it. If he wants to open a door, he's going to open it. But until one of these things happen, we need to be praising him in the hallway. We can't be trying to force this door open or trying to force it close, but we can choose to live a life for praying and for surrendering to him. Surrendering our dreams, trusting him, and following him obediently. The Lord has assigned each one of us to different seasons of life. So let's support and encourage each person in their season. I know I've been around people who are like, oh, you know, this much be such a hard season since you don't have a boyfriend. Well, that wasn't very encouraging. And I left that conversation kind of feeling discouraged. So I think as sisters and brothers in Christ, we can be encouraging each other no matter what your season may look like. 
A book that was really helpful to me a few years ago was When God Writes Your Love Story by Eric and Leslie Ludy. Eric Ludy was quoting the verse in Luke 9.23, which says, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny himself and take up their cross daily and follow me. He was talking about handing the key to God for the doors in your life or giving him the pen for your story instead of you trying to take control. Last year, I was picking and choosing what parts I would surrender to God instead of laying down my desires, following him and letting him write my story. I felt like God kept asking me, are you willing to trust me, Kayla? I even had a guy situation happen recently, but then it came to a screeching stop and I questioned God's will. But he spoke to me again saying, are you willing to trust me, Kayla? Whatever is a part of God's plan, he's going to make it happen. But we have to make this choice daily to lay down our desires, to trust his plan and let his loving kindness guide our life. God cares about our desires and our hearts, but he isn't a genie. I think believers have taken Psalm 37, 4 and misinterpreted it, especially with the part of the Lord giving us the desires of our hearts. I've heard girls say, if I chase after God with my whole heart, then I know I'll get married because this is a desire that he's going to give me. Y'all, that's not the key. We have to ask ourselves, while I do want a guy or guys, you want a girl, and I do want to be married, is God receiving more glory with this not happening by having me single right now? I talked more about this in my last episode, so if you'd like to hear more about that, uh, feel free to go back an episode. In 2019, God brought to mind an exercise that I could do to help surrender, especially when I wake up from a dream of a guy or I have a crush on someone. I mean, let's be real. I bet we've all been in that place. (laughs) That is what I call my God shelf. I imagine the scene in Beauty and the Beast where the beast takes Belle into this huge, beautiful library. I imagine myself walking into this library with the thought of a guy in a jar in my hand. Okay, sounds weird. I know, but stick with me. I climb up this big ladder to the top, and then there's this shelf that I've called my God shelf. I put my jar with the thought of this guy in it up there, and then I ask if God wants to bring it down, then he would. But if he wants it staying up there and out of my brain, then he would keep it up there, and then in my mind, I would climb back down. Since I'm a visual person, this exercise really helps me with my thoughts. I know it sounds cheesy, but it's really helped. (laughs) I have to pray in the moment, God, I give you this desire for this man to you, this desire to be known and to be loved, to, to do life with this person. But thank you for desiring to give me the very best. Even if that means I'm single, then this is what the best is for me in that moment. I want to seek to give you glory, honor, and praise in all seasons of life. I want to run after the Father in my singleness. Another thing God taught me in 2019 and in this year is that sometimes we flirt or we think about that cute godly guy or gal over there because we're discontent with what God has already given us. And you want to flirt or think about that person because it makes you happy. But sometimes God calls us to a season of singleness. So we need to sacrifice that desire and that thought to him. Sometimes God calls us to singleness because there are traits he wants to bring out in us or take out of us before another person comes along. Matt Mitchell on Georgia Brown's podcast said, I knew God called me to this season of singleness, so I'm going to sacrifice myself unto him because Romans 12.1 says, Present yourselves as living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, for this is your spiritual worship.
my worship to God is serving God where he has called me to. And that singleness right now, even though my emotions could be going crazy. If you don't know whose you are in this time of singleness, you won't know who you are to find or be found by who is also made in the image of God. Because we each are made in the image of God. But if you don't understand that, and if you don't know your identity in him, then you're not going to be able to find that girl or girls. You're not going to be able to be found by that guy because you're searching for something else. A friend once told me that there's something in loving your time of singleness because there's something really liberating about knowing who you are and loving yourself the way God loves you before a possible someone comes along into your life someday. I want to make an emphasis that I don't think relationships, even a friendship between male and female, are bad, but the wrong timing is not a blessing. Now, I will say I have been part of groups that you know, their views are um, that they'd rather male and female not interact. And I totally respect that. But for me, I personally think it's healthy for each of us to have a friendship with each other, but have boundaries and, you know, really just make sure your heart really is in the right place. If you're trying to seek a friendship with a guy or a girl, um, out of the wrong motives of trying to get their attention or trying to make someone jealous, then that is not the right motive. Or maybe you're just really discontent in this season and you really just are striving for a guy's attention, then that's not the right season to have a a guy friend either. But I do believe there are seasons in life that it's healthy to have the opposite gender as a friend. So I would just suggest take some time right now. Stop. See where your heart is with relationships, engagement, marriage, even just friendships. And you'll know what the king of your heart is by your conduct and what you talk about and what you think about. If finding the right person is the king of your heart and your main focus, you probably should reevaluate your priorities and seek the actual king who needs to be the king of your heart. Whatever your mind instantly goes to whenever you enter a room, is it, God, I want to worship you? Or is it, ooh, I see that person over there. I'm going to go talk to them or I'm going to do this to try to get their attention. I feel like, and especially in conservative circles, we put so much pressure on not thinking about someone and saving your thoughts for, quote, the right person. And that it can seem like it's a sin if you do think about the opposite gender. But here's the thing. Having feelings for someone or being attracted to someone is not a sin, at least in my opinion, and it's not wrong, but idolizing over that person is what becomes a sin. And I don't want it to sound like I'm bashing conservative groups, so please don't take it this way. I just feel like we can put so much pressure on the purity movement that, oh, this purity ring is going to save you from doing this or that, or, oh, not having sex before marriage, it's going to make it so much better after marriage. So we put so much pressure on purity and saving yourself for the right person, which is good, but I think we've taken it out of context and we've even created it to kind of become an idol in who we are. I've also noticed in these circles that I've been a part of um, is that we each expect God to create this crazy, amazing love story between you and someone else. And you're just waiting for that love story to happen. But here's the thing, y'all. He's already written this amazing love story. Okay, take it, leave it. If you think that sounds cheesy, okay. 
But for me, when I learned that from the Lord, I was like, whoa, here I am putting so much time into thinking about this amazing love story I was going to have with a guy and writing all these prayers to a God, you know, for this guy and my future husband journal and, and all those things aren't bad, but I was idolizing it so much when God has already written this amazing love story between me and him. And we must never lose sight of that. We are going to be let down when we idolize things or people and put our hope in things or people. But we will never be let down when we put our hope in God, our loving bridegroom. We must focus on the will of God, which is for us to honor him and to glorify his name, to be still and to just be in his presence and know that he is God. We have to learn to be by ourselves with Jesus before we learn to be with anyone else. Let me say that again, because I think it's very important. We have to learn to be by ourselves with Jesus before we learn to be with anyone else. I think a lot of girls, and like I've mentioned this before with he'll give you the desires of our hearts. I think a lot of, and not just girls, I think guys do too, but they take it out of context and they're like, oh, I'm going to become really close to the Lord right now so that he'll give me the desire of my heart, which is marriage. Or, oh, I've heard so many people tell me that when I'm content or when they were content, then God brought their future spouse. So I'm so content right now. I know God's going to bring my person soon because I'm so content, but that's not the key. (laughs) We really have to focus on being still in his presence before being with anyone else. That's so important. And we are to also love God with all of our heart, all of our soul, all of our mind and all of our strength. And then to love others as ourselves. You know, when someone, if God brings someone into your life, if you haven't learned these things, I've heard of people who are very selfish in their marriage because they're not focusing on loving God with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength, and loving their spouse above themselves. So I think it's really important for each of us to learn that right now in our singleness. In my singleness, I have to focus on my identity only coming from the Lord and it only being in the Lord instead of what a guy thinks of me. It's a working process. Let me be honest here, (laughs) especially recently. I've noticed a little backstory here, y'all. When I started this podcast, the singleness series three weeks ago, well, it's more than that, but we've done three episodes I was so content before this, and then I started this, and my emotions have been everywhere, and I mean everywhere, and it's been, what, six weeks, seven weeks, I don't know, something like that, so when I say that it is a work in progress, I truly mean it, and if you're struggling with thoughts of, you know, this guy, and you really just want him to notice you, and or you don't feel loved or worthy because he's not noticing you. Trust me when I say you are not alone. But I think that's the thing is we're all on a journey. And so we have to focus on these things. It's a daily choice. So it's a work in progress of becoming content in him, which leads to being confident in him. And it's also a work in progress trying to surrender these dreams and desires to him but he is worth it all. I know how hard it is. I know, I know, I know. Trust me. There have been many nights I've cried myself to sleep or many times I have just cried in the car 
or cried in my room or I've been frustrated or if a guy didn't notice me or he picked a different girl, just feeling rejected, unseen, unworthy. I know how hard it is, but Jesus is worth it all. As our bridegroom, he's a beautiful savior. And for me right now, my singleness, I want to focus on falling deeper in love with him than trying to get a guy's attention. Before I figure out how to fall deeply in love with him, I don't think I can love any other man because I'm going to be so focused on myself. And so right now in my season of singleness, I'm trying so hard to focus on falling deeper in love with Jesus. It's hard, like I said, but it's so worth it. I want to be moved into the throne room of God as well as leading others to the throne room of God instead of trying to prove myself worthy to a guy. So may we keep our focus on him as we surrender everything to the Lord while we also let him lead our lives. Let him be the shepherd of your soul and let him lead your life. It is so worth it and he is trustworthy and he's not going to let you down. So I just want to let each one of you know that I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. If you ever want to talk to me um, about anything, but really specifically about singleness, because I know how hard it is. And I think it's really important for us sisters in Christ to be there for each other and for the brothers in Christ to be there for each other. And to just support each other during this singleness because I feel like it's so hard when a friend gets a boyfriend or a friend gets a girlfriend and you're just feeling all alone over there. Or you're seeing all the ring by spring, you know, posts come up or your friends are inviting you to their weddings or to be in their weddings. You can feel so alone during this time, but that's the thing is you're not alone and we all need to be there to support each other. So just know that I am here. And please feel free to message me, to talk, to cry, to ask for prayer. I'm here. So I just want to thank you to all of you for tuning in to these episodes on singleness. I have had a wonderful time just studying up on it and seeking the Lord's heart on it and scriptural verses that talk about it. And, you know, there's so much more. I could honestly talk about with singleness, but I didn't want to create a (laughs) 10-part singleness series. Um, So I just encourage you all that do studying for yourself. You know, there's a lot that Paul talks about singleness, and even Adam had a season of singleness. And so, you know, search up these things in the Word and see what God says about singleness and what He's placed in these other people uh, with wisdom for singleness. And I, I think truly there's a lot to be learned Um, and so if you learn something new, please reach out to me. I would love to grow in this as well. And like I said, it's a hard journey, so we can all be growing together. But I will say that, um, these past few days, I've been really trying to focus on spending time in the word more and just growing deeper in love with him. And I feel so filled right now that I just, I'm excited to just see what God does, um, and how he continues to move as my shepherd. And I feel that way for the rest of you all too. Whoever's listening, I'm so excited to see what the Lord is going to do in your life. Whether you ever get married someday or whether you're called to be single, it it honestly doesn't matter as long as you know that you're following what God has called you to. And so I'm just so excited to see what the Lord is going to do in your life. I want you to know that 
you are so worthy even if you never get married. I feel like our culture can make you feel like you're nothing if you don't have someone beside you, but that's not true. So I just want to encourage you with that. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks again, y'all, for listening. If you have any other ideas for um, more podcast episodes or for another series or someone you would like to have on the show, just let me know because I really just want to make this podcast about brothers and sisters in Christ coming together and just talking and having a good conversation about the Lord. (laughs) Um, So yeah, just I ask that if you haven't subscribed already, that you subscribe on Apple Podcasts or you follow on Spotify. Either one is awesome. And that you share it with your family and friends. And also, Thanksgiving is next week. So I'm thankful for each one of you. I'm thankful that you come here to listen to this podcast. I pray that it encourages you and that it just pulls you closer to the Lord because that is the goal. I want him to be glorified. And I just want to thank you for your friendship, whoever you are, even if I don't know you. I'm thankful for you, and I know that God loves you so, so much. And um, I just pray that all of you all have a wonderful Thanksgiving. It might look a little different this year with COVID, but we can still find things that we can be grateful for because God is good, and he gives good gifts to his children. All right, I'll see you all next time. Have a great week, and happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving.